5: Yes, good afternoon everyone. 2 minutes past 3. Welcome to the show. Kimba on the Reach with you. We are on the road today, not in our normal studio. We are live from Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm, out here at 187 189 Bridge Road, Ingle Farm. Come out and say get a more on that very shortly. We love the support we get from Hyundai and IGA supermarkets and Brasilia coffee. Really busy show today. There's a lot happening around the world, so we'll welcome the rooch. Oy. I
1: don't know what do you, you think you do. Why you look
5: so sad? It's so bad. It's a nice place. I shut up for your face. It is a nice place, Roach, out here at Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. I think it's about the third or fourth time we've been out here. Yes, and we're always made welcome. We are. We've been given beautiful cold water. And thank you to Sarah running around printing stuff off for me. There's that much breaking at the moment, Roach. It
4: is, and we'll be breaking a bit more, I think, as the show goes on. Uh, we've got some more footy news that we'll... Well, I think it will delight some people too.
5: Delight some? And there's football news that will disappoint some as well, Rooch. We're being quoted everywhere, aren't we? (laughs) Well, you you are. Uh, You're coming along for the ride, aren't you? Well, I've been involved, (laughs) Rooch. I do sit back and have a giggle at times when I sit there and I'm watching the news and I'm reading papers and I'm looking things online as if... This is something that's just come out of the blue, regards
4: wow. to Port Adelaide. I
5: think it's gone to
4: a level now where it is significant. I mean, we've been talking about what, but does, we knew that's where they were heading. Yeah, yeah, I know that's where they were heading. But the moment it happens, it becomes breaking news, so to speak. Mm, okay, yeah, it's been brewing, it's brewing, it's been brewing probably been brewing since 1994. That difficult task of how did Port Adelaide exist in the AFL and the SANFL at the same time has now come to a head because. <laughs> simply the two leagues don't fit together anymore. Mm. Look it was that's part of the growth of footy Kim. It's, it it's is
5: it, it's a painful pain though. Yeah, but we I adapt. adapt. I think, and I think we it's, uh, adapted
4: in 1990. We'll adapt again in 2025.
5: I think it's a very sad day when Port Adelaide Football Club, or the Port Adelaide Magpies, will not be part of the sample anymore. I yeah. think that is a very sad day in football. We'll get mm. to that shortly. A lot of guests coming on the show today, Roach. Around uh, 3:35, we'll be joined by Todd Hazelwood, supercar driver for the Cool Drive Racing team. They mustangs. They're in Roach. They look pretty snazzy. We must be getting close to a moment in Adelaide, mustn't we? Yeah, it's. The last race of the season, the Velo Adelaide 500, it's on November 23 to 26. Right, so we'll have a chat yes. to Toddy Boy about that. He's had a reasonable year. Okay. There's 56 teams, reached. They're wow. sitting around 21st at the moment. Mm, yeah. uh, 353, something that you like. Yelena McLaughlin will join us. She's the captain of Adelaide Fire's women's hockey team. That's tough in the National season, One League. Tough year for them so far. So we, we'll we've, got got a few progress. we've got a few of yeah. our state teams just struggling a little yep. bit. A little bit. Just on that, Rich, um the Adelaide Lightning last night got off to a fly. They led by 11. They've two up, I think, around three-quarter time. Ended up losing by eight to the Melbourne Boomers. So not the start we were hoping for. Early days. Yes. Um, the Adelaide 36ers got off to a slow start to the season as well. Then in came DJ vasilevich our big recruit, and they've turned their fortunes around. Can you believe they'll be playing the Perth Wildcats, which this is ludicrous, for the third time in, mm. what, five weeks? Yeah. This Saturday night at RSA, yes. RAC Arena. Yeah, they're, they're never s- understood fixtures. It should be
4: simpler than that. Should. Especially
5: in uh, basketball. Looking Shouldn't forward you to play everyone once before you play someone twice or the third time? Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, no, that's weird. Yep. Third time. That happens too often. And And we're going to encounter a very angry Perth Wildcats crowd and team, I would imagine, with all the publicity they've had this week. <laughs> I'm not going to push that
4: button. Why? Well, what do you mean? Well, I just wonder how the boss is coping with it all again. Well, first th- time this happened, they put him on the back page of the Western oh, Australia. I, I don't want to poke the bear either. No, but let's he's taken go. over the
5: most successful franchise in the history of Australian basketball, and it's uh, it's on the skids at the moment. Comment,
4: Kim Dillon. Well, it's, on, it's a fact. <laughs> no, Rachel, I've been over
5: I there, know. and they Head are the most parochial... <laughs> Well, they're playing crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like <laughs> All right. get out, everyone right. out here buying a new car. Yeah. More on that. <laughs> t- uh, hey, They've got a run-out sale on Santa Fe's yes. out here, Roach. Starting at $49,990, we'll be having a chat to their customer experience manager. Hey, mm. Michael Fryer, Calabro, will be joining us a little later. Boss Did, might need yeah. one to run out of Perth. Oh, there's young Sarah. She's been sensational already. Thank Very you, helpful, Sarah. Sarah. And the other thing, if you pop out here, Rooch, and you buy a car and mention you heard us on SEN, you will receive two years free scheduled servicing on select selected Hyundai vehicles. Nice. Two years of free servicing. Wow, that is a big win. Yeah, you've never. Had I know w- how much they take out of your pocket when you service well, your car. Well, oh, I know, I know they do. You've never had to worry about it. You still my your cars. Thank you. At four twenty, Roach talking of Port Adelaide. Oh, we're just dear. waiting confirmation. Matthew Richardson, yeah, listen, the CEO.
4: Big questions to answer about where Port is at with their grand plan. And we know that Matthew spoke to fair, a fair few big hitters at Port Adelaide less than a month ago about what the best model is, and that would be a team in the AFL, a team in the National Reserves, and an under-18 team as well, which surprised a few. But that's what they think is the best development program for their football club. I I totally understand
5: that, Roach, and we've been propagating this for five years. We (laughs) knew it was on the table. There'd been no urgency from the AFL, but it was definitely a part of their plans. COVID buggered that up. Mm. Um, It's going to happen. It's interesting, though, with this situation with the Sample. You've got a five-year contract to go still. Yeah,
4: but in the end, there's so many contracts that get broken when they no longer are relevant. The Mm. issue here is, Kim, that Port... Even the Crows, Sample have sat down year after year to do reviews of what is the best system for the AFL teams in the sample. It keeps falling short. We know about the issues that we've brought up through the year about is there a perceived umpiring issue with the way in which the players oh, go surely through there. Well, you not look at you the mean. count. Yeah. Look at the free uh-huh. kick count. We okay. can't ignore that anymore, can we? Uh, different rules in one competition to the other. Look, in the mm. end, y- you just know that the recruiting issues of top-up players doesn't fit the needs of both clubs. Again, I call it a no-blame divorce. There are issues that the SANFL has to look after. It's eight traditional clubs. The two AFL clubs have got to look after their interests. It, it's the reached a point where each party looks at it. You can't help us. We can't help you. It's a no-blame divorce. Let's go.
5: Is that the uh, You've used that term a lot. Is that the company line from Port Adelaide to be non-provocative?
4: No, that's my line because is I'm it? looking at it saying I'm seeing two organisations or three organisations. I like it that are so far apart in their needs that when it breaks, no-one should be blaming anyone. Everyone's got a different agenda mm-hmm. here, Kim. At some point, we, we realised that the AFL and the Sample just couldn't live in the same hut.
5: And the Sample will survive. It'll look very different, whether it becomes a so third-tier competition. Yeah, so I'm not should. sure. We're very proud of the fact that it's the... Second strongest competition in yep. Australia. Yep. Uh, whether that will change when there's a National Reserves competition. From a selfish point of view, I look forward to the day that I can go to the football again. Maybe it's just the histrionics of it, how I grew up. But mm-hmm. I think if you're a Port supporter, or a Crow supporter, or a Carlton supporter, if your reserves team, which is all your younger players, are playing a couple of hours before... That oh, won't
4: always be the case. Given. You I take hope it, it is, though. Yeah, but it won't because there'll be times where it just won't work in the sense of say Port Adelaide plays Richmond on a Friday night at Adelaide Oval, that reserves game would be Saturday morning. Well, why couldn't Alberta.
5: why couldn't it be earlier arrival? Not a lot of difference, but why yeah, why couldn't
4: it be? I think I think you'll find that when the TV deal is done, that reserves game at two in the afternoon doesn't fit the needs of some other people.
5: Well, it wouldn't be two would it? Anyway, there's a lot to work through Uh, We're up and about Roach and our final guest for tonight, we're going through a lot of the uh, AFL draft prospects uh, because that gets underway on the 20th and 21st of this month. Looking forward to this chat, we received a few phone calls about a year ago about a young lad called Taylor Goad that could run like the wind Two hundred and seven centimetres. He's ninety-two kgs. He was a basketballer. Decided to have a crack at footy, and has taken to it like a duck to water. Got the. There's a fair few of these stories through the past thirty years in footy,
4: aren't there? Basketballers who find their way to football, and then just
5: if you're athletic, you're athletic,
4: Roach indeed. Right. Dean Brogan sort of stuff isn't it? Yeah, he's, uh, well he's, got a, that lot,
5: luck, he's too. got a ring and a premiership invite yeah, right, hasn't he? Yeah, it? good luck to you. Alrighty, we need to jump into a break Roach. we got a lot yep. to get through, we'll go around the grounds, you've yes. heard through our news services there's some sad news uh, and worrying news in the Marsh family, we'll update you on that. So the Australian one day captain is making his way back to mm-hmm. Australia uh, our thoughts are with the Marsh family. Alright, this is Kimbo on the Roach. we're live from Stillwall Hyundai Ingle Farm, find your next Hyundai at Stillwall
3: Hyundai
5: on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. We're on the road. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm, located at 187 to 189 Bridge Road, Ingle Farm. If you're looking for a new car, pop out and say g'day. I can tell you they've got some deals on. If you mention you heard us on SEN or us mention... Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm, and you purchase a car, uh, a Hyundai, you'll receive two years free scheduled servicing on select Hyundai vehicles, and they've got a run-out sale on Santa Fe's as well, starting from $49,990. It's all happening, and uh, we love the support we get from IGA supermarkets as well, how the locals like it. Roach, before we go around the grounds, we yes. must remind everyone, we have two days remaining. If you want to be a part of Kimbo and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, Now, this is thanks to IGA. All you have to do is listen in the next hour, and when you hear this cue to call, this. Be one of the first five callers through. Now, it's only one entry per mobile number, and then you'll go in the draw on Monday when we'll draw the final runners in the Melbourne Cup, whether there's a full complement of 24 or 22, whatever it is, and then you get the chance. If you draw the winning horse, you get a $500 IGA voucher, $200 for second, $100 for third. So stay listening.
4: Just to clean that up a bit, from any phone number, not just one mobile number, any phone number. What do you mean? Well, if someone rings six times from their home phone, that's not eligible. You said one mobile phone number. Well, one number. Yes. You know, if, if yeah. you've just got five mobiles,
5: sure. mobiles, you know, if your daughter do, if your daughter can enter, you do have five. All I right. Do. Hey, let's jump in. it. We've got a lot to get through, Rich. Um, now, the big news that is just sort of breaking at the mm-hmm. moment is very sad. Regarding the Marsh family, Mitch Marsh is in transit back to Australia for personal reasons. So we sincerely wish Geoffrey and his beautiful wife, Michelle, Sean, Mitchell and Melissa all the very best. Uh, there's no word yet whether he'll get back for the remainder of the World Cup. Mm. Uh, but our thoughts are with their family. All right, mm. moving along, Roach. bit of news coming out of the AFL regarding the soft cap.
4: Yeah, every assistant coach will be delighted because they fell behind during the COVID cuts. So now the soft cap is being amended. There'll be an increase of 250000 to the soft cap next yep. year. That's the amount of money every club can spend in their football budget before they hit with a luxury tax. That will reach $7.275 million next year per club. Now, the interesting bit about this is the senior coach, 20% of his salary won't count to the soft cap. Oh. So senior coaches... So you can imagine the senior coach, now whatever they save there on the soft cap should now be going to the assistant coaches who've been doing a lot more work for a lot less money. Mm. We, we had that discussion with Chad Corns, so I think we understand where that's all at. So there you are. There is a, a few adjustments to the salary... Sorry, the soft cap, as there has been to the salary cap next year because of the new CBA. So... I would expect now there'll be more money for assistant coaches, and we're seeing more and more assistant coaches being appointed at the moment.
5: We certainly are. This is good news for former Adelaide Crow Richard Douglas, who is uh, heading up north.
4: Yeah, he'll be a development coach at Gold Coast, where the panel around Damien Hardwick's now including Sean Grigg. No surprise there, is there? Nope. And Nick Malcheski's going there as well. He's returning, yeah. yeah.
5: Uh, Don Pike has confirmed what we all knew was happening.
4: So who will replace Trevor Nisbet as the chief executive of West Coast? Uh, do I read into that, Kim, that Don Pike is now putting a stake in the ground? He's going to see out his football career as an administrator, no longer as a coach. Oh, is well, that the read? Not, not a hard read, is <laughs> it? No, no, well, that's I'm just getting the confirmation <laughs> from you. Well. Oh, I'd be very I mean,
5: surprised we've... if he goes from a CEO uh, back to a coach. Hey,
4: Don. <laughs> We did have David Noble go that way. Went down that path, came back as a coach. A little bit different. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I would think that's it. That's where Don Pike's going to now do a lot of work at West Coast because um, they're not the football club they should be Kid. No,
5: but they will come back. We know these things are cyclical. No one stays up there forever. What about an ex-GWS forward? What's he up to? Daniel
4: Lloyd is joining uh, Brisbane with their... Emerging new panel. Mm-hmm. I feel sad for Mark Stone no longer being there. The interesting yeah. name that he'll be
5: working alongside is Scott oh, Borlase. Uh Just completely dropped out. Uh, of like, oh, something's going on here, Rich. I lost you completely there.
4: No, no, we're still going. Right, we're right. You Thank must have hit something. No, there, no, right. just happened. To so Scott a Borlase times. is part of that panel too. We know very well here in Adelaide. So Brisbane's putting together a new coaching panel. Gold Coast is getting a new coaching panel around Damien Hardwick, and we're still waiting to see what happens at Port Adelaide and Adelaide Mm. with the two vacancies there.
5: I love it, Roots. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Glenn Maxwell. What was he doing? Was he misbehaving? Andrew McDonald, the Australian coach, will have... What's wrong? Well, I like the way you said that. Well, immediately, Maybe if you really think like if you fall room. off the back of a golf buggy, yes. there's a little bit of skullduggery happening. Oh uh, well, yes. All righty. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with
3: Brasilia Coffee.
5: 3.27 on a Thursday afternoon. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. Stack of texts coming through, Roach. We've got a heap of guests coming up as well. Just a reminder, Matthew Richardson at 4.20 today from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Uh, this one says, Hi, lads. I jumped in the car on the way home yesterday and had a competitor on and listened to Stephen Rowe have some pretty strong words against the Rooch and Koshy about the story of Port wanting to play an AFL reserves competition. They blame Co- David Kosh for not getting on the phone to the sandfall. Looking forward to Roach's reply and also Richo coming on. That's from Shane Kelly, who's a good Portman. Well, Shane will have
4: to help me because I don't know what Roey said about me.
5: What did he say? Are you on good terms with Roey or not? I thought I was. Well, it could be because... Well, Shane will
4: have to tell me. How
5: have I upset him?
4: Might be because you what broke... Have, what have I done, Kim?
5: Well, because you broke the story. Maybe that's the case, Roach. Oh, uh, well, um,
4: they had their chance once. They let it go.
5: All right, uh... A lot of text coming through regarding Glenn Maxwell. I reckon Maxwell's incident had some shenanigans surrounding it. That's from Dracos. Dracos, we will hear from Andrew McDonald, the coach, a little bit later. So fill us in. He Uh, was on a golf cart. Yes, he was on a golf cart and uh, knocked himself out, Roach. He obviously fell off at the back of a golf cart. Right. I'm not sure what he was doing. Uh, this one yeah. says, lads, did you hear Rowie give Roach a couple of drive-bys early on his show last night? What have I done? Whacked <laughs> him about his conflict being a port employee and then whacked him on his sandful comments from Joe. <laughs> oh, Fair dinkum, oh, Rooch. <laughs> You're living in their heads at the moment. I love it. Well, I'm actually
4: the employee of both. Um, so
5: where's the conflict? Mention Roochie's name and you won't receive a free coffee. It's <laughs> bad. Oh, God. Fair That's <laughs> uh, Mario's. Oh, um, I must hear what he said now. there's a lot of people having their say, Rooch. We need to get to a break very shortly. Right. Afternoon legends. I'm a diehard rooster supporter and there was nothing better than knocking the mighty magpies mm. off at Alberton. Didn't happen very often, but when it did, it was gold. But that was when... When they had Ebert Evans, White yeah. Granger, yep. etc. Sadly, those days are gone. But to all you old school Magpie supporters who've stuck fat with them, respect in capital letters. Oh, yeah, that's a nice that. text. Yeah. yeah. Look, I've been saying Time this. Time moves few years. on, Kim. I say it, and I'll say it
3: again, Roach. It's a sad day if Port Adelaide are not in the sand the all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your
0: team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo
5: and The Roach. Selling in the Hall of Fame And the world's gonna know your name a beautiful- beautiful Thursday afternoon. We're live from Stillwall Hyundai Ingle Farm, located at 187 189 Bridge Road Ingle Farm. If you're looking for a new vehicle, pop down and say day to the guys. They have a wonderful team down here. We'll be having a chat to Michael Fryer-Calabro a little bit later. He's the Customer Experience Manager. He'll tell you about some good deals they have going. Alrighty, we love what we get from IGA Supermarkets as well, and we love what a Premier did, Peter Malinowskis. Well, many of us did, Roach. Yes. Because the Velo Adelaide Fire returns in a couple of weeks time it's the last race of the series uh it starts on the 23rd to the 26th of november todd hazelwood drives for cool drive racing that's the ford mustangs currently sitting in 20th position out of 56 supercar drivers roach not bad let's see how he feels about it
6: hello todd g'day guys thanks for having me on the show good to uh touch base
5: absolute pleasure I said not a bad effort 21 out of 56 supercar drivers are you happy with this season
6: oh look it's uh not it's probably a bit of a stiff talking point to me at the moment yeah it's been a bit of a frustrating year unfortunately but you have that in our game but um look onwards and upwards it's the finale of the supercar championship at the Adelaide 500 and my plan is to try and finish the year happy. So um, yeah, I've got got an opportunity to try and redeem myself at a home crowd and a a fantastic event and love to go into Christmas on a happy note.
5: Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. How are you sitting for next year and going forward as a driver?
6: Um, Look, it's, um, yeah, I guess going to next year is a new opportunity and just try and reset myself now. and, And I guess from a driver's point of view, you always try and work harder in the off season to try and work on your craft. But essentially try and align myself with the right people in our team as well to ensure that I can get success because although I guess, you know, looking from the outside, looking in our sport, is very much an individual sport with our name on the door of the race car, but it is very much a team effort. So, yeah, for me, a big ambition going into next season is align myself with a team that's got the tools and the capability to be tasting success week in, week out and, and ultimately try and change that, uh, that that dirty stat that you mentioned before. I don't want to be talking to you guys this time next year in 20th position. I want to be a bit further up. Yeah.
5: Okay, I was trying to be polite before. Hey, we love the Adelaide 500. I can't speak (laughs) on behalf of all South Australians, but we love, Rich and I, and many of our audience love the fact that the race is back. We think it's the best street circuit in the world. Have I put a bit of mayonnaise on that? How good is the circuit?
3: Oh,
6: look, and honestly, I don't think you have to put mayonnaise on it because it is just simply that good. And yeah, you know, It's not just me as a proud South Aussie boasting mm. the circuit itself and the event, but you talk to all the drivers up and down pit lane, we all talk about how special Bathurst is, and the Adelaide 500 event and circuit alone is a very close second, so to put in perspective of how cool that circuit is alone, it's a, a proper driver's track, so what we call a... I guess, a balls-to-the-wall circuit because you need so much commitment <laughs> to be fast. There's no room for error. If, yes. you, if you make a mistake, you eat concrete. It's as simple as that. And um, it essentially does separate the boys from the men a little bit when it comes to a track like the Adelaide 500. And I guess it's, it's a unique combination where, yes, it's a race meeting, but it's, it, it is truly yeah. a world-class event. And um, I guess that's festival, why it's so it? attractive for families to come along and, and everyone to be a part yeah. of it.
4: Todd, you use the word frustration. Is that frustration in yourself, in the luck that's either abandoned you this season, or in the car? Which where's the frustration coming from you?
6: Yeah? Um, yeah, probably a combination of things, I guess. Yeah, there's probably people that follow the sport. There's been a word of a lie that, unfortunately, being in a Mustang this year has not been the um, hasn't been the fastest combination up and down pit lane. Yeah. So there's been a fair talk about parity in our sport, which I hate bringing up, mm. but. Yeah, unfortunately, yep. we've had a few dramas with the Mustang at the start of the season. But um, yeah, we've had a few few issues internally. We had a few people turning over and staff, and just, you know, change, it hurts your capability moving forward, When yep. especially when you lose key personnel like engineers and stuff. So was, I guess I've tried to maximize every opportunity I've had this year, but, um, you know, we're all competitive by nature and we always want to do better. So um, yeah, just got to learn and fall forward, as I say, and um, just try and stay positive for it all.
4: Well, you've had four drivers dominate the podiums and we can almost make it this like as if it's a drink festival here, Coca-Cola and Red Bull racing, but uh, who do you expect to be at the top of this current standings of the supercars when we
6: finish Adelaide? Well, it's a tough one. Um, you obviously got, a, I guess, the young kid of Brody Kostecki who's... Yeah. never won a championship Six before wins. and the first opportunity for him to do that. And uh, obviously Shane Van Gisbergen, who's won three of them. So, um, yeah, it's really going to It's really going to be a proper street fight um, in 20 days' time. It's going to be a fascinating end to our championship. Um, and, mm. you know, the, one of the hardest things for those guys going into the weekend, it's the track that you need to be committed to be fast and get a good result. So it's going to be a combination of who can manage their nerves the best and, and put it all on the line and, and not make a mistake.
5: And Toddy, there'll be over 250,000 people attending. It's uh, they're not small audiences, and of course, the after race concert this year is huge. The one and only Robbie Williams will be there. There'll be Ice House, more My Era, uh, the Screaming Jets. Do you get to go to the after race concert?
6: Oh look, I'm I'm envious. I can't be in the crowd on Saturday night. I'm a I'm a bit of an old man at heart when it comes to my music. So I'd love to go and see, uh, be front and center for Icehouse and. Um, and all those guys, it's going to be an epic show. But even Robbie Williams on Sunday night, like uh, you're spoilt for entertainment over the course of the whole weekend. Um, and whether that's the concerts or the activations around the circuit, they've got the guys from Kin Diggit Design from America who are world-renowned hot rod builders who are going to be running a car show. Like there's literally something going on in every space of Victoria's, Victoria Park. So it's uh, as I yeah. said, it's uh, one thing having it as a race, but it's just an epic weekend of, uh, of action, whether it's on track or off track.
1: Well, Todd, so when you're we, home,
4: where do you um, where do you chill out during the race? It's your home, so where do you go to get a bit of peace before the big race?
6: Um, just try and hang out in the transporter. Like it's uh, traditionally, there are always hot races uh, for us when we come to Adelaide, and you're just trying to yep. stay cool. That's probably the biggest thing: try and stay cool, reserve your energy, and um, get in the zone. I always try to at least give myself an hour to myself before the race. You know, try and get all your signing sessions and media commitments all done um just you know at least try and give myself an hour to really yeah, get in the zone and switch my mind on and get into that relaxed state where i'm processing everything as uh, as good as i can because i guess the unique thing we go into a big 250k race there's a lot of lot of information us drivers have to process about what strategy we're going to be on if we put at certain laptop you know certain points of the race you know trying to understand how that's going to affect our race moving forward so yeah just try and I guess sit down and take it all in and um, make sure the mind's clear before the race and, yeah, get myself in that, in that winning mindset.
5: Well, Todd, we encourage all South Australians to yes. get behind you. You're a local boy. Get behind the Cool Drive racing team, uh, the Ford Mustang. What number's your car?
6: Number three. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, guys. It's uh, yeah, big weekend and hopefully we can get a, a South Aussie towards the top.
5: It'll be beautiful. Now, given that you're a South Aussie and you've got car number three, you weren't a Crows supporter and a fan of Darren Jarman, William. you? Well, who do you barrack for, <laughs> Crows or Port?
6: <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just such a proud South Australian. I go for both. Oh, i got a bit of a soft spot <laughs> oh. for Port because... Uh, I think Thank obviously you. you guys would know Charlie's very, very much in, involved with his cars yes, and yeah, yeah, got, yeah, to, yeah. got to catch up with him recently. And, uh, yeah, what a legend. <laughs> got a lot of time for him.
5: Well, I tell so you, done. car drivers, uh, you should be politicians. You are the best at being <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> hey, toddy, really appreciate yeah. your time and good so luck. Done. We'll be watching with great interest. The uh, Velo Adelaide 500 returns to Adelaide November 23rd to 26th. Drive safely and drive fast.
6: Thank you, fellas. Look forward to seeing you guys there
5: will be there, Todd Hazelwood. Yeah, uh, he's it's, a good fella. He's got the same approach you have, Kid. Yeah, what's that? Barry for both teams, but you just want one of them to be a little
4: better
6: than I 11.
5: always say I want Port Adelaide to win 10 AFL flags. Long as long as the Crows have a yeah. yes, right. <laughs> Hey, just quickly, before we go to a yep. break, because we're so busy today, mm-hmm. we're talking about Glenn Maxwell, who can concussed himself, falling off the back of a golf buggy. Straight mm-hmm. away, you think... Well, you what, do. What's he been up to? You know, Who was driving this golf yeah, cart? Yeah, and he broke his leg earlier at a party yes. on a tennis court. What well, yes. you know? What's he doing? What is he doing, well, Kim? Andrew McDonald, the Australian coach, he's a straight shooter. Here is he explaining the Maxwell golf cart incident.
7: As I said, it was going from the clubhouse slash pro shop um, back to the, the team bus. Um, the guys were ferried on, on carts. Glenn and a few other players um, jumped on the back of carts and unfortunately... He lost his grip on the way back to the, the team bus and, and sustained that that injury. So, so which, And over the last couple of days, he's been assessed, and that's we've got all the information now, so that's why we want to call you in yeah. around it. It was too soon to go with it yesterday. You're still being assessed. Um, as is the nature with concussion injuries, they're, they're not clear-cut. Um, but he's been honest in terms of the information he's provided, and as I said, unfortunately, that will rule him out of the England game.
5: Well, I can tell you, having played a little bit of golf, uh, the clubs don't really appreciate you jumping on the back of the cart. They no. have seats, So, yeah. and then he said there were a number of people getting on the back of the cart. So the question was then asked again to Andrew McDonald, was he misbehaving? No,
7: nah, there was nothing untoward yeah. in the behaviour um, yeah. throughout the whole day. It was just a, a clear-cut accident, um, and unfortunately, as I said, it's, it's compromised what we do moving forward as mm. a team, which is the unfortunate part. But to reiterate that he's doing well and he's fine yeah. um, and there'll be no long-term yeah. repercussions.
5: Now well, let's hope that's the case. So they have governors on them normally, Rich. They can't go that fast, but I would oppose the question, how fast was he going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine this, Kim. I'm just trying to. I know.
0: That's just I this know. how this plays out.
5: Well, let's just hope in this day and age, Rich, there's a video that appears. <laughs> mm, All right, we're going to go to a break. Okay. Uh, you're excited. Yes. We're going to talk hockey next with Yelena McLaughlin. She's the Adelaide Fire Women's Captain. They're not having a great no, year. They're but but not on fire, Kim. No, they've got a home game this week. So wish the homestand. Yelena yeah, McLaughlin yeah. coming up next. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm.
3: Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai. Farm. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai
0: showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's cuts in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Sitting in the Hall of
5: 3.50 on a Thursday afternoon. It's a glorious day outside. Busy show coming up. Uh, we're on the road at the moment. We are live from Stillwell Hyundai at Ingle Farm, located at 187 to 189 Bridge Road, Ingle Farm. Pop out and say get a. Uh, after four o'clock, DJ Vasilovich will join us from the Adelaide 36ers. Matthew Richardson, CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club, is going to confirm, I believe, Rich, that uh, the Port Adelaide Magpies will be no more.
4: I don't think they've been making it a secret, Kim. No. Uh, they've been pushing the agenda that they want the best development program. They were very loud last year. We saw the review between Port Adelaide and Crows get some changes to mm. the recruiting rules for both clubs, but Port Adelaide remained frustrated and just feel that... It's time to just bite the
5: bullet and And go to a National Reserves comp. And the West are on board as well. We knew this was going to happen about five years ago. And at 4.35, we'll be joined by AFL Draft Prospect. He's a man mountain. Mm. He's just a boy. But uh, Taylor Goad will join us. Time to talk hockey, though, Roach, because round five action this weekend. Uh, The Adelaide Fire, uh, that's our women's team in the national competition. That's Hockey 1. Played all around Australia. Uh, They've got their final home game, Mm. taking on Perth. Now, we're not going that well. Let's find out why, as we're joined by their captain, Yelena McLaughlin. Hello, Yelena.
8: Hello, how are you?
5: You're not bad at all. Has it been a tough season so far?
8: Um, I wouldn't say tough. It's definitely the outcomes have been frustrating. Um, mm. But we've been really happy with the way that we're playing. We just need to put a few more goals into the net.
4: So, Yelena, you've been really competitive and you're pushing it to the limit. Mm. What's the difference between being competitive and winning?
8: Uh, I think it's just that goal factor. Um, I mean, Mm. we've done all the right things um, and also just sticking to our processes. I think in the last game, we got a little bit frantic and moved away from our brand of hockey. So, it's about sticking to that for the
1: full four quarters.
4: So you're from the Burnside Hockey Club, which has got a rich tradition and has produced some great hockeyroo players as well. What's your story in hockey? Where did it begin for you?
8: Um, actually, I used to play netball when I was little, um, wow, and then okay. my my um, my brother got told that he was too disruptive in the classroom, so <laughs> his teacher made him play <laughs> Minky. Yeah, <laughs> and. So one day he was sick and I just filled in for him um, and that was it. So I played for the last wow. 15 or so years.
5: <laughs> That's a great story. So take us through the last few years. So you, you played in the 2019 inaugural Hockey One season for the Adelaide Fire and then you went away and now you're back as captain. What's been happening in the interim? Uh,
8: so at the start of 2020, I um, did my ACL, so I was out for 12 ah. months with that, and then, yeah, had another year on the sideline with a few um, health issues and whatnot, so I was raring to go at the start of this year.
5: So you're a bit of a gun, we don't want to embarrass you, but you've won the uh, Sandy Pisani Award, which is the Women's Best and Fairest Award, yep. uh, it's a reasonable honour.
8: Uh, Yeah, it's a a huge honour up there with some, you know, incredible names in hockey. And, um, yeah, it's great to be, you know, win an award that's named after such an incredible Mm. person as well.
4: Indeed. Yelena, usually hockey had great history with state championships, South Australia against Mm. the rest of Australia. Now we've got Hockey One League, which is a far more television-friendly entertainment sport. How much are you enjoying this franchise-based league?
8: Um, it's definitely yeah, trying to reach a wider um, yeah viewing number, and yeah, I really enjoy it, and um, it's made a lot more exciting with the goal conversions now, um, mm. and I mean yeah, it's a lot yeah, it's definitely a lot more exciting. It's a fast-paced game, um, and I think it is. I think you know, it's the word is getting out there, and hockey's being promoted in the right way. Mm. So no, it's it's great to be a part of.
4: So what's it like when you have all these recruits that are coming from all points of Australia and you're all getting it? What's that done for the sport as well?
8: Oh, yeah, that definitely adds to the promotion um, and just the the standard that this comp is at. It's probably one of the best Mm. in the world um, because we are able to get so many internationals. Um, And, yeah, we've absolutely loved it in our team. We've got two really handy um, Kiwis. And we also have a couple other imports who are um, not SA-based hockey roos, so Brooke Paris and Zoe Newman. Um, So, yeah, we've got quite a good tie with New Zealand as one of our coaches is from there originally. So um, we always seem to get really good Kiwis.
5: Mm. So the hockey one season is just eight games. you've had five, you've got three remaining. Is, is that ideal? Is it long enough? Is it perfect or is it too short?
8: Uh, I think it's a good amount. We've played three so far. Um, and we've got yep. hopefully yeah, we've, we've got three more round games to go and hopefully some finals. Um, I think it's about the right amount I mean to play everyone each weekend and then a final series over one weekend it ends up being, you know, a two-month um, competition with about three months um, in training. So, no, I don't think I'd want it to be any longer, but, um, yeah, it's something to look forward to after each club season.
5: Well, Yelena, I believe it's the final home game on Sunday. gets underway at uh, 1 o'clock, followed by the cursed. men's at 2.30. Just encourage people why they should go out and have a look if they've never been out before.
8: Uh, well, I think, as you said before, like, there's incredible talent out there. You've got... Hockey Roos, um, local Hockey Roos, Jane Claxton, Hattie Shand, um, and then, you know, a few international players. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a great game. I, it's, I think it's underrated to watch. Um, and, yeah, it's fast-paced. I think, you know, the soccer is, it's great, but they've got the offside rules, so it's not as exciting as uh, hockey. So <laughs> no, that's definitely it. fun. and. <laughs> It's definitely
5: a good good sport to watch. Very yes, good. the Matilda's 3-0 win was boring last night. I know where yeah, uh, you're yeah, <laughs> This Sunday, Mate Stadium, that's at Jepps Cross. If you've never been there before, get down and have a look. It's a great day's entertainment. The women kick off at 1 o'clock, the men at 2.30. All the very best against the Perth Thundersticks. We appreciate your time, Yelena. Thank you. There we go. I know yep. you love it, Roach. Yes. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to go out once or twice. It's a great day's entertainment. It's an Olympic sport, Kim. Yeah, I know. I jump on board. I'm shallow. Okay. Commonwealth right. Games. All right. And the Matildas <laughs> have done very well in that space oh, too. They're the they up and Harris. about. And they've got some really marketable... Yeah, well, it's, it's been amazing
4: moment. what's happened the past six months with the Matildas.
5: 3.57, Roach, uh, at 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll be joined by DJ Vasilovich from the Adelaide 36ers. Talking what to an impression he's made, eh? Hey? Yeah, he's been a ripper. Yep. And uh, so too is Mary Fowler, gee, that first goal last night. Let's have a listen to the Matildas getting over the line against Chinese Taipei and Mary Fowler talking afterwards. Fowler, it opens up for the
9: shot. Oh, Mary Fowler. <laughs> breathtaking Across the face, good. She gets there! Well, it had to be, didn't it? A symbolic goal, the 900th in the history of the Matildas. And it's their all-time leading goal
1: scorer. Great ball for Ford. Caitlin Ford, still going. Desperate again. Say up. the comeback! And Tamiki Yalup.
8: You know, I think that first camp after a big tournament can go you know, either way. Um, either everyone's really tired and performances kind of drop off a bit um, or you know, you're able to build off that momentum. And I think you can see in, in this camp in three games you're able to build off that and everyone was just as motivated as we were in that first game of the World Cup. So it's been a really good camp, I think, for everyone um, and it's great to get through good results.
5: Mary Fowler is going to be absolutely huge, Roach. Just ticking boxes everywhere, the way Keep she presents note. herself. Really so marketable.
4: So all the confusion as to what happens next, the Matildas will play in February. That's the next round of the qualifying to Paris. Mm-hmm. Good news is, as the top seed, they will get Uzbekistan in a home and away series. And Japan will play North Korea. The surprise out of all this, no South Korea, no China through to the next round. Much tougher through the Olympics where there are fewer spots than a World Cup, so... Matilda's now on a very nice
3: path
5: to Paris. Kim. All right, let's have a hear, listen from the coach then, Tony Gustafsson on keeping a clean sheet throughout the mm. qualifiers.
3: I'm going to be honest. Three clean sheets is maybe what I'm most happy about. Uh, you know, when I came on board three years ago, everyone talked about this being a leaky defence and we need to fix things and such. And these are three teams that park the bus in transition, and and that can be you can be vulnerable in that. But we were clinical in our regains to win the ball back to stop the transition. I think today. Was it zero shots on target? Am I right then? Maybe, because some off target, maybe some shots from distance, but we've been very, very focused on on making sure that we don't give anything away. 100% focus in every single minute and put that into perspective, we kept 13 clean sheet over the last year now. 13 clean yeah, sheets, just conceded eight pop- goals in 20 games um, yeah. and I'm really happy with that.
5: Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Roach. For hey, they, if only it had been that way in a semi-final, Kim. Oh, look, you English. can't have it. Have, well, they are against reasonable opposition, Roach. Oh, that was a leaky
4: defence. Roach
5: has given Tony Gustafsson a six and a half. That's all he's given him as the Australian coach. From the World Cup campaign. Ca- campaign. All right, so in general, what would you be giving him? In general, since he took over the program with the issues it had, he would be getting
4: a seven and a half.
5: Oh, you're a hard marker, I right? tell Well, <laughs> hey, it's a very, very competitive space, kid. Yeah, no, you're just a meanie. All right, oh. uh, we are here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport, and we're live from Stillwell Hyundai. Hi, Hyundai. <laughs> oh, you're going to get a five. An <laughs> Engle Farm. Oh, I haven't stuffed that up for a year or two, Roach. <laughs> uh, talking
3: basketball next, D-Va's, DJ Vasil.
5: Three minutes past four on a Thursday afternoon. Hope you're having a winning day. We're live from Stillwall Hyundai, Ingle Farm, uh, located at 187 to 189 Bridge Road, Ingle Farm. If you're looking for a new vehicle, pop out and say g'day. They've got Santa Fe starting from 49990 And if you mention SEN or Kimbo on the Roach, this month... You can receive, and you buy a vehicle on a select Hyundai vehicle, Rooch, mm-hmm. you can receive two years free servicing. Nice. Scheduled Very servicing. Nice. Hey, Rooch, we're also doing Kimba and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Now, this is your chance to win a $500 IGA voucher. If your horse that you get in the Melbourne Cup wins, you get a $200 voucher for come second, $100 third. All you have to do is wait for the queue to call. I can guarantee you it's coming up in this half an hour, Rooch. Oh, I look. So stay listening. If you want to know what the cue to call is, have a listen to this. (laughs) All right, don't ring now. Don't ring now. That is the cue to call. We'll be doing it this half hour. So this is the second last chance.
4: Tomorrow's the last, and then Monday we draw. That's exactly yep. right, Roach.
5: All right. right, let's talk basketball now yes, because uh, everybody had Adelaide finishing at the bottom of the table, which was a bit disappointing. We are up and about last year when we had CJ in the studio and uh, we were believers, Roach. Yes. We got off to a scratchy start. Then they recruited a man called DJ Vasilovich, and, and he joins he us now. Difference. He's making a huge difference.
2: DJ, thanks
5: for your time.
2: Nah, thanks for having me on, guys.
5: No, an absolute uh, pleasure. How are you finding Adelaide?
2: I'm enjoying it, man. It's a very chilled lifestyle here. Um, everything's close. The people are nice. Food are great, and yeah, I love the beach, so I can't complain really. It's a, it's a beautiful state.
5: Uh, you had to do a little tidying up of a few yes. things though uh, mm. early on. Mm. They got plenty of publicity where yes. you were critical. Was the room like yeah, you were critical of the 36s uh, program in previous years. Take us through that.
2: I mean, it's just. I think, you know, what happened with JBG back in the day, I think that's what I was kind of referring to. And, you know, I think, you know, slowly starting to change ship that they got a new GM, GK is still the owner, and obviously CJ, you know, is the head coach for us. So what I said, I said. Um, obviously, people keep receipts, so that's cool. But, you know, I want that same energy <laughs> when we start to win and and uh, kind of change the program a little bit. So, you know, it is what it yeah. is, but we move forward. I learn from my mistakes, and I'm human too, so... It all happens. Yeah. All we said. All, we said. all are. We love all it.
5: Hey, tell us whether this is fact or fiction. Um, we believe it's fact, but after the first loss you were involved in, you organized a team meeting and a few home truths were told and things seem to have improved vastly since then.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't take, you know, the whole credit. I actually sat down with a few of the guys after the game and said, Hey, I think it's beneficial. We all kind of sit down and mm. get everything off our chest. And we held a players meeting on that Friday before we played Perth at home on Saturday. And, You know, I think it's gone in the right direction. You know, we've had two great wins. Our practices have been elite. You know, we're having fun. Everyone's Mm. laughing. And it's just a great, you know, vibe and atmosphere right now around around the group. So, you know, we're just going to keep playing our game because a lot of people still count us out. And when people count us out, you know, there's no pressure. So we just play our game. We have fun. And, you know, the wins, you know, slowly stack up.
5: Well, we don't want to embarrass you, but we have Jason Caddy on as a regular and uh, he was enormous with his praise for you in that meeting, so we'll leave it at that.
4: What, what sort of things needed to change, DJ, to make it happen?
2: Uh, I don't think much needed to change. I think we just needed to find an identity when things started to go yeah, south okay. a little bit. Obviously, just going back to a home base on offense of you know what we want to run when yep. you know if we turn the ball over, if we don't score a few possessions, and then defensively, what do we revert back to if... You know, if people are scoring too easily or what do we, you know, what are we willing to give up and, and stuff like that. So it was just a little simple stuff and, you know, I think everyone's taking it with, you know, great pride and, uh, yeah, we're winning. So that's the kind of the most important thing and, you know, we just want to get back to winning and hopefully try and make a playoff push, really.
4: So, DJ, tell us how you came back to the big time because you weren't there at the start. How did this all transpire? Did it even surprise you the opportunity opened up for you at Adelaide?
2: Uh, honestly, I don't really like speaking uh, about it a lot, uh, obviously, because it's been in the past. But obviously, I went over yeah. into America thinking, well, I was really promised to go to training camp by the Washington Wizards. Okay. And yeah. you know, I was supposed to play four preseason games, have a nice two-week camp with them, and hopefully fight for a, a two-way spot. But again, mm. when you get waved two days before on a Sunday morning via phone yeah. call, it's not, not too pleasant. So I took some time to no. think. I explored my options. I, you know, I was thinking about going to Europe, and then a couple of NBL clubs approached me. Obviously, checked on my welfare first, and you know, I kind of credit people who actually did that. And then after that, you know, just things just started to roll up, you know, slowly. And yeah, I'm glad to be a 36er, and you know, just continue on playing this NBL season. Well, you take on yeah, the Wildcats.
5: The yeah, you take on the Wildcats this Saturday night. It'll be the third time already this season that you play them. We know that they are one of the most successful sporting franchises in the world. Mm. Uh, their background is an enormous, but they're they're on the the ropes at the moment. So you're going to meet a fairly hostile side this week
2: over in Perth. I mean, hey, we look forward to it. Honestly, like we understand, we were. You know, Adelaide was in that blocks a couple of weeks ago. I think we were 1 and 5 or something like that. So, and everyone was calling for CJ's head and stuff like that, but now the tables are turned and obviously with the Red Army being kind of very very successful the past few years, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how they will come out, but I expect nothing less. I expect them to come out full of energy. Bryce is going to be Bryce and it's just about other players playing around him cuz that's the main guy really. So, you know, our our focus is on Bryce Cotton and going in there and trying to get another win.
5: And what do you think of his wife having a bit to say about the way they're tracking at the moment?
2: Uh, Honestly, I stay away from that. Um, (laughs) I didn't pay too much attention. I heard about it, but I don't comment on it. Um, But, hey, that's just the wife defending the husband, one of the Mm, best imports to ever play in the league. So I don't blame her. Um, But, again, I don't want to stick my nose too far into it.
4: DJ, is Perth still the toughest house to work in?
2: Oh, that's that's actually a good question. Um, I I think so. I think Perth, the crowd's always energetic. Um, I'm trying to think who else might be. I think United's up there when they have a full house. So, Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere we play, I mean, I think Perth and United are definitely up the top there. So, you know, New Zealand was pretty good too, but yeah, Perth and United for sure.
5: And just quickly, have you found playing at the Entertainment Centre here in Adelaide?
2: I love it. Um, it's kind of really like compact. It's, it's it's not small, but it's not you know large. I feel like the crowd's right there with us, energetic. You know, win or lose, the crowd's always showing up. So, you know, I love the full house, and you know, I think we play next Saturday again at eight o'clock. So I know that'll be packed as well. But yeah, I love it. I'm enjoying my time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing nothing but great you know great positivity to say about Adelaide.
5: Well, DJ, we are loving having you here. Let's hope the wins continue. Good luck on Saturday night against the Wildcats. It gets underway at 7.30 Adelaide time at the RAC Arena. Uh, We'll be watching with great interest. Appreciate your time.
2: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, DJ. There we go. I like that line.
5: Some people keep receipts. Yeah. That's a
4: good one. <laughs> he's made a difference though, Kim. He, he
5: has. Well, he's got experience. He's got a fair bit of ability as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. We're here thanks to uh, Energy from an Australian-owned company and that is Lumo SA route Matthew Richardson coming up. Stack of text coming through regarding Port Adelaide as well. We'll try and present as many of those as we can. Uh, a lot coming through asking about who their new assistant coach is going to be. Hopefully he can shed some light on that. Yep. So Matthew Richardson not far away. We'll take a break. We're live from Stuart. 417, appreciate your company. We're live from Stillwall Hyundai Ingle Farm out at 187 to 189 Bridge Road Ingle Farm. Uh, Matthew Richardson, the CEO of the Port Adelaide Footy Club, coming up very shortly. We're going to keep this break really tight, Ruth, yep. so we get more time with Richo. Yes. Here's a text Can Port just have a Sandful team and also have a national reserves team in the AFL, which is completely separate?
4: No.
5: Well, It'll we'll be post too, that question. Too difficult that. Too Too much cost. Too much in terms of costs. And And recruiting
4: would be massively difficult then.
5: All right, then we've got another one as well, Roach. That says, "Hey guys, have the horses for the Cup sweep been drawn yet? No, that will get done on Monday. But stay listening. In the next." 15 minutes will be giving you a chance to enter the sweepstakes. So stay listening for our cue to call. All right, we'll take a break. On the other side, Matthew Richardson will be with us. Uh, enjoy a Brazilia coffee while you're waiting. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brazilia coffee. 4.23 on a Thursday afternoon. Appreciate your company and all the correspondence that is coming through. We'll try and get to those text messages. We're on the road. We're live from Stillwall Hyundai, Engle Farm, which is at 187 to 189 Bridge Road, Engle Farm. If you're looking for a car, pop out and see the team. Uh, wonderful staff out here. All right, time to talk football, Roach. We've been talking about five years now, I think. that uh, be Even longer, kid. Yeah, that there will be a National AFL's Reserve competition. It's needed, yep. but it would sadly mean the end of the Port Adelaide Magpies. To get more clarity on that and some time frames, we thought it'd be... uh, Ideal. ..the right thing to do, to speak to the CEO of the Port Adelaide Footy Club, Matthew Richardson. Richo, appreciate your time.
10: Hello, Kim. Michelangelo
5: great to have you and um, we're getting so many text messages there's obviously a lot of sadness about the demise or the possible demise of the Port Adelaide magpies can you just bring us up to speed where you're at in terms of a national reserves competition and some time frames and the exact reasons why you want out of the sandfall
10: yeah I'll look up. Perhaps I'm, first of all, if I could just say, it, it's not new news. It's sort of been reported no. in the last couple of days that we've come out and spoken to the SNFL. That hasn't happened. Um, this conversation, as you said earlier, has been going on for a number of years. Uh, and the reality is, you know, the Port Adelaide Footy Club has been in the AFL for 26 years now, and we've been having this conversation in one form or another for a long time. So that's the, that's the first point. Secondly... The conversation really is with the AFL, and we um, we've been having that conversation with the AFL on the basis that um, if you look at um, you know the AFL is one of the most equalised professional sports leagues in the world. Um, there's a whole lot of measures that the AFL use in order to uh, in order to achieve that, whether it be you know salary caps, soft caps, NGA academies, father sons. There's a whole lot of inequities across the competition. And our um, our strong view with the AFL is that you can't not consider second tier competitions as part of that that conversation. When you've got the situation at the moment, where effectively you've got fourteen AFL teams operating under one system, and then four teams that are operating in uh, effective other other state leagues. So that's the that's the basis of this conversation. As I said, it's not new. It's been ongoing for. A, Oh. A long period of time and um, and we, you know, again had that conversation with the AFL last week.
4: As Kim said, Matthew, we've been looking at this for a long time. Remember Gillam McLaughlin as AFL chief executive, one day promised he was going to look at everything under the AFL, it never happened. So if I give you the blank sheet of paper, what's the ideal model? Not just for Port Adelaide, but for everyone in the AFL and everyone in state league footy?
10: Well, I think that's the point, Michelangelo. We haven't been able to come up with a model that we've been operating with this compromised model and compromised from both sides uh, for a long period of time. And, you know, our view is now's the time to look at, um, you know, from an AFL club's perspective, what is the best structure um, that first and foremost supports the AFL clubs in the way that AFL clubs develop their talent? Um, And then... The, the state leagues and the structures that fall below that because at the moment you've got a whole lot of um, you know, effectively compromised systems right across the country.
4: So you're endorsing a National Reserves competition. Would you go as far as a National Under-18s as well?
10: No, look, at, at the moment, what you know, we, we do believe that at some point there, it, it makes sense to have a National uh, Second-Tier competition so that you've got all 18 clubs operating and developing talent under the same under the same model what happens beyond that is you know i think that's part of that review around how um you know how talent develops how talent progresses through the system Mm -hmm. um and how that feeds into you know state leagues and community football it's much bigger than that As, as you said um you know it's complex and um it's going to take some time we don't have all the answers But, um, you know, really what we want to do is just continue to progress this conversation.
5: Are all 18 AFL clubs on board with the National Reserves competition?
10: Well, as I said earlier, Kim, you've got 14 teams at the moment that are already operating in one competition. Mm. And there are no doubt there are issues within that competition. Uh, And then you've got the two Western Australian clubs and the two South Australian clubs at the moment that aren't.
5: The texts that we get more than anything at the moment uh, that have been coming through, and there's uh, hundreds of them, uh, is there any possibility that you'd be able to fund the Port Adelaide Magpies to stay in the Sandville?
10: Yeah, I mean, I I just think history's a great teacher. Um, You know, if you think about, you know, back in 1995, the Port Adelaide Football Club voted, and its members voted, to move to the AFL competition. Um, When the SNFL... The licence so was owned by the SNFL. The condition of that licence was that Port Adelaide would stay in the SNFL but also move to the AFL. Uh, I think in 11 or 12 years, we proved that that model didn't work. Um, yeah. And it, it didn't work for the benef- uh, for anyone. It didn't work for the Port Adelaide Football Club and it certainly didn't work for the SNFL and South Australian footy. We worked really hard and that, that was the SNFL, the SNFL clubs and Port Adelaide to effectively put adelaide back together at at the end of 2011 and you know we've been operating again with a model which at that time with the two afl clubs competing in the snfl competition um worked at that time and here we are now you know 14 years later having the same conversation so um you know at this stage we've got a, a a license agreement to compete in the snfl competition until 2028 but what we'd like to do is continue having this conversation with the AFL, um, because you know, in our view, um, it is time to to look at what is best for um, the AFL clubs, and then by extension, how that um, integrates into state leagues.
5: 6.34 and, oh, 6.34, 4.34, we're in the home straight. We are live from Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. Hey, Taylor Goad, uh, AFL draft prospect, coming up very, very shortly. But Matthew Richardson, the CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club, has been kind enough to stay on the line during that news service. Richo, we really appreciate it. There's so many questions to ask. I think we got to the stage when you are dealing with the Sandful. You still have a five-year contract with the SANFL, are there any ramifications in regards to trying to break that deal?
10: Yeah, look, as you said, we've got a licensed agreement to compete in the SNFL competition until um, 2028. Um, I guess what we're, and again, this is the conversation we're having with the AFL, is, you know, um, is the system that we've got in place at the moment the best thing for footy in South Australia? And rather than always sort of turn to money, Let's actually look at what the, what's best for footy um, at every level, uh, and then make our decisions around what's going to be best for football. And then I'm sure the I'm sure the money um, we can work out the money secondary to that. But you know all of those are things that we can work out in time. Um, you know the priority for us is the conversation we're having with the AFL about elevating um, second tier and their considerations around um, you know broader equalisation across the AFL competition.
5: So when you say money, that means there'd have to be a payout of the sand Is that what you're saying?
10: No, I'm saying you're, you know, we have an agreement until 2028. Um, there isn't, you know, it's not, you know, this issue isn't about money. It's about if we continue to keep doing the same things and it's not working, from our perspective, that's not going to grow the game. And there are some indicators in South Australia that concern us around growth of the game and um, talent and a few other things that when you look at what's happening in states like New South Wales, Queensland, um, you look at some of the academy structures in that some of the AFL clubs and the talent that that is starting to deliver into into those clubs, but also into the system. Um, You know, we've got some concerns around that. So, you know, our view is that second tier has to be looked at as part of that um, conversation.
5: And is the Sandfall understanding or receptive to your exit?
10: no no so as i said at the start kim we haven't gone to the snfl and said we're out um we have uh, regular reviews with the snfl um and you know we're always looking at ways that you know we can make the competition better for both parties and you know we also um you know appreciate the position the snfl are in the snfl um you know dealing with a situation where you've got two afl clubs operating in a state league competition It gets to a point where you, you know, what we're 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 dealing with a system that potentially doesn't work for both parties. So our um, conversation with the AFL is, well, you know, if we're going to be serious about this around the around the country, let's look at second tier now, and um, and progress that conversation because we don't believe that um, the current situation is working for the best interest of best best interests of everyone.
4: So, Matthew, nothing is ever simple here. It always becomes that emotional with the headline, End of the Magpies, which is the, a major part of Port Adelaide's history. So if you can't be the Magpies in an AFL National Reserves competition, you can't wear the black and white bars in the AFL National Reserves competition, how do you preserve that heritage at your footy club?
10: Well, I reckon George Fiarchi said it best, Roach, on the premiership Dice at one point um, in 94, where he said there will be a Port Adelaide football club forever and that's absolutely what it is. The Port Adelaide Football Club today is um, is playing in the AFL competition. We have an AFLW um, team. We're doing an incredible redevelopment at in Albert and Oval which has been our home since 1880 and Port, the Port Adelaide that I know is always, yeah, we're very proud of our, our history and our heritage and that's the reason we've got to the point that we had and um, but Port Adelaide is always about looking forward and what's next, and this is just the next evolution of um, and, and growth of the game um, and uh, and Port Adelaide on that journey. So,
5: any time frame that you can tell or you would like?
10: No, as I said at the start, we just this this issue we think is a is a significant issue for the AFL. We've been having that, we've elevated that conversation with them over the last couple of weeks. Um, You know, there are some, you've got Tasmania coming into the competition um, uh, in the foreseeable future. You've got West Australian clubs that also are starting to look at their second tier structure. So, you know, rather than wait until having this conversation in 2028 and working out what are we going to do, let's actually Mm. start planning um, and involving all the stakeholders in that conversation now so that by the time we get there, um, we've got a, got a solution or hopefully there's a solution that we can get to sooner that can work for everyone.
5: Rich, I really appreciate your time and your openness and your clarity on the subject matter today. Uh, it's greatly appreciated.
10: Not a problem. Thank you.
4: There
5: we go. Makes Matt. sense, doesn't it? Can yeah, yeah it does. Well, we, we, we've, so, been,
4: we've been running around with
5: compromised systems for too long. It's not helping anyone. No, no, and like we said, we keep saying we've been talking about this for over five years now, Root, so uh, it will happen. Yeah, it will. And uh, just get the model it's just right. caught a few let's people by surprise, right. and it's being reported as if it's something new, and it's it's not.
4: Oh, that's taken another step, but we've got to get this model right. And I, as I said, I was really disappointed when Gillam McLaughlin let that file disappear a long time ago. Now, Andrew Dillon can pick it up, and let's see what comes from it.
5: All right, as we keep saying, Roots, there's a lot of nervous youngsters around Australia at the moment that are hoping mm. to become part of the AFL system uh, on don't November. don't think this lad will be nervous, really. Uh, I don't know. November oh, the 20th and the 21st is the AFL National Draft. The 22nd, it's the Rookie Draft. He's a big man. Yes. Football wasn't his first love. He's only 18. He's 207 centimetres, 92 kgs and runs like the wind. He can play. And we were getting phone calls about him <laughs> 18 months ago. We'd mm. never heard of him, uh, he's <laughs> from South, him yeah, I know he's from South Adelaide Taylor Go joins us hello Taylor how you going how you going not bad <laughs> you enjoying all this attention you've been
9: getting yeah it's alright a, a big, bit of a big change coming from the background but taking a bit getting used to but yeah Well, tell
5: us, um, you've got a basketball background, which is understandable when you look at your rig. Um, Why did you decide to pursue Aussie rules?
9: Well, I wasn't really enjoying basketball back then, and then I sort of was playing footy on the side of it and wanted to put all my eggs in one basket and see what I could do with that.
4: So, Taylor, everyone is saying you've gone very, very fast in Australian football, 0 to 100, some people are saying, about your progress. What's developed so quickly? Where have you picked up this game?
9: I think it's just my, my footy knowledge and how to combat the better players. And I think a lot of that comes from my ability to learn and take on stuff easily and then put that into practice. Mm. I'll
5: tell you what, you're very athletic. We were chatting to Ashton Moyer yesterday from Glenelg and your name came up and he said, damn, he's quick. You can run 20 the 20-metre 20 sprint under three seconds. How many strides would that be for you?
9: <laughs> That's what everyone says about. It takes me two strides to get the end.
5: so a couple of strides so do you realise how quick you are where where do you think your game can really improve over the next few years or what's the more difficult aspect of transitioning from basketball Mm. to football
9: I think it was sort of the the ruck craft obviously I haven't been around for so long so Mm. I haven't had the exposure to the high level rucks and the bigger bodies and I think that's part of my game that's still got to come a long way I think
5: do you enjoy the physical stuff Taylor
9: yeah love it love to Get in there and combat and yeah.
5: Well, given you're so mobile and you're so tall at two hundred and seven centimetres, do you see yourself as as a just a ruckman or could you be a key forward? Like, you know, how mm. strong are you in the air?
9: Yeah, definitely I could see myself like dropping forward like if I'm not in the ruck and then hopefully have an impact on contests and then even break some packs and get on the ground.
5: And the kicking? The finishing?
9: Yeah. Yeah, so played a bit of you... forward in my time at school, footy and that, so hit a few goals there. So,
5: all right. Well, who's been the big influence yeah. with you, Taylor? You know, you're down at South Adelaide now. Uh, who's guiding you through this process?
9: Yeah, I'd say Mark Clayton and, and Dean Brogan have been a massive part to my my journey, and I think Mark, the the head coach of the Under Eighteen program, really took me under his wing at the start of November last year, and right through to the, today, he's always someone I can chat to, and he'll help me out wherever there might be.
5: And you're one of eight players that were invited to the draft combine. Did you enjoy that?
9: Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience to get over over there and go through some of the interview process and then do the testing and I achieved all the, the results I was looking for so I was pretty happy coming away from it.
5: And is it good having a teammate like Jack Deline from South Adelaide as well there to share these experiences with you?
9: Yeah, it was a pretty good experience like we roomed together so Obviously, someone closer. But then it was good to also get to know some of the other boys from WA that that I had never met.
4: So Taylor, which was the first AFL club to become aware of your talent and start knocking on the door, saying so mm. we'd like to have a chat? And how many have come knocking since?
9: So there wasn't really a was sort of I've spoken to about 16 of the 18 so so far, and yeah.
5: Who who hasn't spoke to you?
9: I can't really disclose that information. Oh, okay. oh, that's
5: all right. We'll, we'll find oh, it. Don't you worry about that. What is wrong with them, Taylor? Two clubs and, well, yeah, what is wrong yeah, with those clubs? a couple two of clubs? dummy clubs out there. <laughs> hey, Taylor, we wish you all the very best. We'll be watching with great interest. You. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you have a preference? Do you have a problem about moving into state?
9: No, I'm open to anywhere and wherever it might be. I'm ready to take that next step in my life. And,
5: and I know you got the basketball background, but uh, who do you barrack for
9: well I've always been a, a Crows man, my family's been Crows, but then this year I sort of haven't really barried, just watched a lot of pla lot of rucks and followed what they do and yeah.
4: So who impresses you as a ruckman that's you look at and you say, I've I've got to learn from this ruckman who's playing the game already?
9: Yeah, Max Gorn's I think one of the, just his legs, oh, he yeah. wow. He's and then his of work and he gets yeah. high disposals numbers ruckman. Yeah.
5: yeah. You're only eighteen. Can you grow a beard like Gornie or not? <laughs>
1: Probably not. (laughs) Good luck,
5: Taylor. Yeah, We'll be watching with great interest on the 20th and the 21st. Where will you be? Will you be in Melbourne or at home?
9: No, I think I'll be at home, just have a few family members around and quite low-key.
5: All right. Well, hopefully we can have a chat with you again. Uh, If and when you get drafted, we're pretty sure it'll happen. So exciting times ahead. Take care and we'll talk to you shortly.
9: No, thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it.
5: Absolute pleasure. Taylor Goad. Remember, we got the random folk. Or was it Lockie or was it someone that was a... We got quite a few. They said... Listen out for a name of a lad called Taylor Go. I reckon one of those two clubs that hasn't spoken in might be saying, We just wish we had the draft picks. Oh yes. All right, Roach. we need to do our sweepstakes. We've been saying we're going to do it. We what haven't have you done been doing yet. with the Bugler? Where with the, is he? The, the Bugler he, he had a bit of a frog in his throat, oh, so he, he's on top of his game now. Good. So you just need to wait for the queue to call. I can tell <laughs> well, you I don't r- think there's much time. I think it's key. going to happen <laughs> right now. Get on the phone. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> i tell you what, while we've got the bugler going, well, Michael's down with a customer, I think. Uh. We've got to have a chat to Michael for collabro. So uh, if we can get Michael business. on. No, yeah, I know. Important. He is. Maybe Sarah might have to chat to us. Well, we'd have to get Morgs down there to see if she can grab him. Just see Sarah at Morgs if you can, and uh, we'll have a chat because they've got some great uh, deals on at the moment. she why- it's been a pack show, Kim. Oh, it's been very busy. I'm wow. fatigued, I can I can imagine. Uh, Yeah, just while we're trying to get, Michael, we were speaking a couple of weeks ago about Oscar McDonald and the fact that, uh, you know, he'd been discarded, looked like he was on the scrap heap, Mm. Uh, Fremantle threw out a lifeline. Uh, This is Oscar McDonald talking about his new club, Fremantle.
9: Obviously,
10: they've got um, a world of talent um, already in the team, and um, hopefully I can just add a a small part to that, but um, watching from afar, uh, I like to watch a little bit of football and, and seeing those guys go to work and... Yeah, even, even Ryan back there as well. So it'll be great once I meet them and get to know how they work and, and work together as a team going forward.
5: All that was Oscar McDonald there. All right, Quentin de Kock made another century overnight, uh, Roach. Yes. Uh, they smashed New Zealand. Top of the table now, South yeah, Africa. Yeah, I know, and that's his uh, fourth century. Well, we were going to have a chat to Michael Fry Calabro. Oh, we've upgraded to Sarah. It's not a hyphenated Sarah. name yeah. either. We, we've got the lovely Sarah yes. McIntosh. She looked Hasn't she a saved you earlier. a few times here today? Well, she did a little bit of printing for me thank a little you. bit earlier. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for hosting us today. You've been an absolute delight. We love coming out here. How long have you been with this dealership?
8: Oh, I've been here just over seven years now. Seven, you're not
5: old enough to uh, be here no, that I long.
1: Thank
8: you.
5: Uh, you've got some great specials on. If anyone's listening to SEN and they mention that they've listened on the show or they've heard us talk about your wonderful organisation here at Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm, now the address again is 178, no, 187, 187 to 189 Bridge Road. What happens if someone buys a Hyundai vehicle this month?
8: If they buy a Hyundai vehicle this month, mention the ad, they're going to get two years' free scheduled servicing included on the deal.
5: How joy. Good is great that? joy. Now, my brother-in-law drives a Santa Fe at the moment. He absolutely loves it. You've got some deals on the Santa Fe?
8: We sure do. Santa Fe's in run out at the moment, starting from 49,990. drive away. We've got stock ready to go as well. Why are they yeah. so
5: good? They're beautiful. Is that one in front of us here? This is
8: one right here. Nah, Santa Fe's a beautiful car. It's a great seven-seater, amazing for every family, off-roading, towing does the job.
5: If you've got a boat or a trailer, mm. caravan, absolute ripper. Is that one ready to go? Is that sold?
8: That one's a sold one, but I've got one outside ready to go with a bow on it for you if you like.
5: Oh, really? I'd have to upgrade yeah, from my Kia. Am I allowed to say that? Go, go on, on, Kim. Bye. No, well, have a look at open you, your Mr wallet. My other one's only a few years old. How often should you change over and upgrade? When you get a great deal like this one.
8: Exactly. <laughs> yes. We'll give you a great deal every day. Yeah. I know.
5: Well, Sarah, all I can do is encourage everyone. I'll... I'll I'll put some thought into it tonight, all right? I'll (laughs) have a a look at the budget. You'll have to check mine out. It needs a wash. I should have got that organised. That might have have done the deal. Uh, (laughs) Look, we love coming out here. You're always great hosts. So if anyone's looking for a new vehicle, pop out to Stillwell Hyundai at Ingle Farm. It is a wonderful dealership. We appreciate your time today. Thanks
0: for coming
8: out. Thanks,
5: No, we love it. We're almost done. We've got about four and a half minutes to go, Roach. I thought this was really interesting before we finished. We've got a stack of texts on the Port Adelaide Football Club. I
4: surprised by that. Kid. I
5: know. And we'll address some of those tomorrow as well. But I found this interesting. Manus Labashane was interviewed. Right. First he was interviewed talking about England's form. This was on Fox Sports.
1: But, yeah, obviously England just been horribly out of form. I don't really think there's much else. But one thing that does mean is uh, they're dangerous they're dangerous. So if there's ever a team that's, that's dangerous when they're down and out, it's
9: England.
5: And I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about Saturday Night Route, but he was also asked about the fact that Bazball...
4: Oh, this was un- uh, this was a train wreck, it, this question.
5: Bazball has, has, has been added into the dictionary. Here's Manus.
10: What do you make of um, Bazball getting included in the, in the dictionary? I don't know if you
9: saw that. But... <laughs> no, I didn't. What, what was it? What happened?
10: Uh, that, like Collins Dictionary of added basketball
9: into there. Di- so yeah, when you good. go to the dictionary, you'll see basketball in there. Is that surprising? Oh, man, that is, that is garbage. That's
1: <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, honestly. I have no idea what you're talking about. Man.
4: You should have seen the expression on his face. I Kim.
5: did. I saw it on the morning news oh, service. That's wow. right. I thought it was funny. I had no idea. Should it be in there? Well, I suppose... it's
4: part of the language, so you need an explanation of it, don't oh. you? I'd like to know what they... Put in there. How did they define it? Baseball. Um, well, I would something imagine. you play for moral victories. Yeah,
5: no, no Rich, <laughs> <a bit laughs> oh, there, I had hey? to. I had hey? to go there. was no, just an aggressive. Hello, Murph. Have we got time for this? I think we have. Um, Danny Laidley, formerly Dean Laidley, yes, you know, was on uh, breakfast in mm. SENWA this morning, and uh, Danny, now that she has her life organised, uh, yep. has coaching aspirations again. Hmm.
1: We'd been waiting until the documentary came out because I was contracted uh, for that. And so that came out six weeks ago. And Donna and I have been really thinking about what our future holds. Um, and it's been a passion for mine. And I've sort of been ready for about 12 months. And um, even actually for this uh, AFLW season, um, I was asked to do a coaching role um, at one of, the, in one of the Melbourne teams. But I couldn't because I was contracted for the Doco. People have connected the dots. Well, West Coast have got a uh, position available. Um, yes, I want to coach again. But you know what? Let's let's not put the the cup for the horse. There may be some other clubs in Melbourne as well who make a decision not to go with their with their coach. So I, I'm just being uh, prepared, if you like, for any case scenario. She was or. Well...
5: Dean lately was a very good coach.
4: Yes. So he has all the qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. and we're talking about a league of diversity, a game of diversity. So what's the issue?
5: Well, it's just a matter qualified, of the right opportunity, qualified qualified ready comes to do along, so. Yeah. Opportunities and, are there. Uh, are right. there any questions of acceptance?
4: I wouldn't have thought in AFOW talking about acceptance. That's got to be one of the greatest leagues in the world mm. for diversity and understanding that we're all different. So
5: What about uh, in a men's program? There'd be would. nothing that would said. It, it would it, Anything that would be said would be behind closed doors, wouldn't it, you would imagine?
4: Yeah, but people have just got to be more open-minded, don't they? Roach, well, can don't you the, Don't you judge the talent rather than anything else? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you
5: answer this? This yep. is from Shane the Courier. Michael oh, Adler, how much would it cost for Port Adelaide to have a full sample program, league reserves, 18s and under-16s? Oh, no,
4: I'll get the costings, but they would be significant. But the bigger point there is if you go by the model ports in the AFL, they're going to need to then have a heap of top-up players, so the recruiting Mm. becomes critical here for our National Reserves. Now, the cost of that, I remember talking to Phil Harper about this for years, about just what the costs were. Now, once you get teams able to just have chartered flight, Kim... No, that's, I understand that's, that's that. I, I think the question is but more if you would about
5: Port Adelaide keeping their identity in the yeah. sample. A lot of people uh, upset about that, and uh, I pose the question: Well, how much years does it cost ago. to run a, a, a Sandfor I mean. program
4: so already? There's significant costs. Yeah,
5: so they would just be like. But you know a what, the Football biggest club cost club of it would be. Yeah.
4: The biggest cost would be, and as Matthew Richardson told us, the mistakes that were made at the beginning. Mm. Is you would then have two Port Adelaides. And Wouldn't you? To the, port Adelaides. It would
5: stretch the finances of the port supporter base. Absolutely. Port one or the we other. Don't, we don't need confusion, we need to get this sorted. Roach, we're, we're almost done here. Yes, it's we are. A Hyundai, I can tell you. We've got to text through. He won't be happy with us. Tim Tam Pauly told you first about Taylor He did. Taylor that Goat. was the right. It, it was wrong. Tim Tam Pauly, yes. Sorry, Tim yes, Tam. Yes, he's got the copyright yeah, on we, Taylor we, we love you. Thanks, Tim Tam. And then we got Costa. I think he's having a dig here. Will Port wear the prison bars in the reserves, no, Colt? No, they won't. Collingwood won't allow it. You All know right. that. Have a great Thursday afternoon. Uh, big thank you to everyone here at Stillwell Hyundai Ingle Farm. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye, everyone.